Welcome. You've got mail. We're talking baseball. Klazuski, Campanella. Talking baseball. The man and Bobby Fella. The scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque. Especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Ah, the dulcet tones. It gets you in the mood for the boys of summer. Only this year, I'm not covering it at all. Welcome to Tech Stream, folks. I'm Seth Everett. He is Shelly Palmer. Uh, the baseball season started, folks. And why would that be a topic on Tech Stream? Well, they are all over tech, even though it's a sport for people over 55. <laughs> Welcome, Shelly. How are hey. you? Hey. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It, 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 it was an emotional week. I'm not going to lie. Um, for the first time in 25 years, no exaggeration, for 25 complete years, I am not covering Major League Baseball this year. Aww. And it is my choice. I was offered credentials to about six teams, and I turned them down. Why? I don't want to be associated with the sport anymore. And it... It's emotional because I owe so much of my career and my personal life to baseball. Mm -hmm. I mean, the existence of my children is because the Seattle Mariners won the wild card on the final day of the two, 2000 baseball season. If that doesn't happen, I don't travel to New York. I don't meet the folks at Major League Baseball. I don't work for the league for 10 years. I, there's so many things about baseball that is connected to my being mm -hmm. and to a degree what I'm known for. But the sport is unwatchable and it's, it's a little really, slow. It's, it's mindstakingly slow. I mean, the, 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 the trouble with the game before we get into the tech, the trouble with the game is too many goddamn strikeouts. And as long as you're going to have it be home run and strikeout only and take all the strategy and all the flow from a baseball game, a baseball game has to have a pace, not a time. This is, this is one of the biggest misnomers in, in covering this. It's not time of game. There is not a person that complained that Avengers Endgame was three hours. Okay. Nobody said that. If anything, people said, you could have given me a half hour more and I would have stayed for it all because okay. it was that good. When a baseball game has no flow, it's not that the games are taking three, four hours. It's that it's over four minutes between balls hit and play. And four minutes, my friends, is a song. Yeah, no, it's obviously baseball baseball is uh, 10 minutes of excitement packed into three and a half fun-filled hours. So it is it is now out of control. It used to be three fun-filled hours, but now it's like three and a half fun-filled hours on average. It's, it is like watching paint dry. I love the strategy of baseball. Uh, you know, I, I like, I grew up, as a, but, as but a you Mets grew fan up, you, you, and you grew yeah, up a watching a time. sport that is different. That's different. Yeah. I loved baseball too. That's not today's baseball. No, no, it's a different game. Look, the athletes are much more talented in many ways and the game did not evolve. Uh, you know, look, the shot clock didn't exist when I was a kid and then it did there were, you know, in, in each sport tried to do what it could to make the games flow better to your point and be more action packed. Baseball, uh, conservatively and traditionally, has not dynamically evolved as we wish it might. So I understand why 
you might not be as excited about the game of baseball as you used to be. It, it's hard to watch. I'm not going to say no. It really is. Well, and, and from a sports standpoint, I'm not bereft of sports. You know, I, just the, the, in the time that we've recorded this week's episode, I watched the Premier League. It was great. I watched Formula E. It was fantastic. I saw NHL games. They were amazing. I even saw a little bit of the NBA and I saw the Masters. And so we're not short sports. No, what I what I can't, you know, I, I was I was traveling on Friday and I got home and I just went on Twitter and I saw the Yankees and Red Sox played 11 innings. It was four hours and 12 minutes. And it was I, and I, all I tweeted was, hey, you guys having fun yet? <laughs> is it fun? It, see what I want. And the only way I'll consider going back, because this is not a like I'm not banning the sport. I'm just choosing not to be associated with what I'm saying is if the sport is starting to look like the sport, I remember Mm -hmm. we'll hear everybody about it because all the writers will write about it and everybody will talk about it. Wow. This game's fun. If that happens, I don't care if it's in June. I don't care if it's in August. I don't care if it's at the world series. If you start telling me this is great, I will tune in. I will check it out because I yearn for that. It is a great void in my life, but I don't want to see four hours of Yankee Red Sox. I don't want to know about it. Now, Major League Baseball, when the lockout got uh, resolved, uh, baseball suddenly had two very quiet announcements. And you knew that this was going to become a big deal once the season actually started. The first one is they were announcing a double header of games on Friday night, which are going to exclusively be available on Apple TV plus. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The second one was that there's going to be an exclusive game that starts at 1130 in the morning on the East coast, starting on Sundays. That is exclusive to Peacock. Yep. And on Friday night, what I had said, you know, my, my second favorite thing that I was looking forward to this season was all the 55 and over people screaming on Facebook and Twitter because they don't know, A, what Apple TV Plus is, or B, <laughs> how to find it. And that was going to make me laugh. Max Scherzer, who was the big Mets free agent acquisition, made his debut on Apple TV Plus. And two things happened. Uh, number one, that game took over four hours to finish. Yeah. And secondly... Apple TV plus uh, crashed, you know, Apple TV plus is a streaming service, but they had never done a live broadcast before. Um, The only live programming that Apple TV uh, ever does out of its own app was the, um, the, the keynotes, the, uh, the, the, you know, the Tim cook presentations, those were broadcast live, but don't have a fraction of the audience that was trying to watch the Mets and nationals. And then Apple TV plus crashed. Um, what it tells the curmudgeon, and I don't mean to be ageist here, is, oh, you can't even get your stupid thing to work. <laughs> what do we do to make sure that these things are as advertised? You know what? Apple is about as good at this as anyone else. And when you break the internet, that's generally considered a good thing. Generally, it means that you're what they spent three and a half, three point four billion dollars to pick up their part of the Yankees network and the Yes Network. And that was Amazon, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
you know, Amazon is going to do the best they can to make this stuff happen. And Apple, God knows what they spent. And, and we'll see how they do, right? I mean, it's like big tech is coming in with a ton of money. And I guess they're going to learn and they'll learn quickly. The good news is if this were a normal media company and it broke the internet, you would be months or more from getting this where it needs to get. I think the popularity that's demonstrated tells you a lot of things. Uh, the curmudgeons may have one sort of cocktail conversation subject. Oh, wow, you know, couldn't get it to work. I'm sorry. You know who you're dealing with? These guys, they learn quickly. They'll fix it. It's going to be just fine. One of the things that I find magnificent about the state of streaming right now is how Apple, how Amazon are using content distribution networks and getting the content close to the edge. The caching algorithms are, are as good as they've ever been. You really don't see a lot of buffering except at the very beginning. And even then, if it's something that's very popular and you live in a densely populated area, very rare to see uh, anything more than a, a second or so of buffering before it just works perfectly. And every once in a while, like when, when I was up in Vermont a few weeks ago, uh, we don't have the greatest, it used to be a Delphia cable. Now it's owned by Comcast, you know, Comcast grew by acquisition. They really haven't done anything to upgrade the infrastructure of a Delphia cable from, you know, a million years ago. Mm -hmm. So that's terrible streaming technology and it's terrible, you know, content distribution up there. So yeah, it was a little tough to watch. Some but doesn't it stuff. load the program and then cache like uh, at least twenty minutes so that if there's a buffer, it doesn't it doesn't blip anymore? And you know that it uses some kind of a local memory, and there is some kind of a file downloaded. It doesn't buffer twenty minutes. It buffers more like twenty seconds. It's very rare that you get a large, large buffer. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, <clears throat> is when it when a show loads, so you're watching, you know, the latest Ted Lasso. When you hit play on episode two, by the time you're three minutes into it, the whole episode has pretty much been downloaded. Yes. So um, if you lose your internet, you're probably not losing the, the stream it, at all. It, it, it very much depends on, it depends on so many things, Seth. It depends on the capability of what you're watching on the device you're watching through the content distribution network that is closest to you where the most it, it, it it's not one set way that any of this ever happens one of the the great misunderstandings about all of this is network topology which is the the way that the various kinds of networks are connected to one another and the path that the content takes if you're watching something on netflix it doesn't start at netflix headquarters generally and get right. to you right, right. It's, it's it's not like you press play and all of a sudden a green light goes on and yeah. there's a little guy going <laughs> right. click okay yeah you know, Ozark. Sure. Get, exactly. get ozark on there yeah that's not how that works and so <laughs> um caching there are many many different algorithms but you can think of it if if you want like you're working on something on your desk like you're writing something and or you're doing some bill payment or you're, you're doing some filing or just to, whatever you whatever paperwork you're looking at and there's a pile of papers on your desk and then there's a pile of papers on the chair next to your desk and then there's like some papers on the shelf in your office i can guarantee you that the things you used most recently are on your desk and they're the things you're most likely to use next the things you used less frequently than that are on the chair and the things you use less frequently than that frequently than that are on the bookshelf 
And that's sort of how caching works, right? The thing you're most likely to use next or watch next is, is clo as close to you as they can get it. And that's the, the, the concept of caching and that's the concept of, of content distribution networks. And when they're efficiently run, that's great. But sometimes you don't live in an area where all of the network can handle all of that, right? You know, you have old internet connections. You don't have, uh, you know, great uh, servers or, or you don't have great um, cables uh, or, or you've got good cables in the house, but you're using Wi-Fi to do your streaming. And that's going to, it's going to get caught up there because you don't have current Wi-Fi or you've got great Wi-Fi to the house and you have old internet cables and where you need cat 5e or greater and you've got you know older uh, ethernet cables and you can't get the speed so everything's perfect up to your house and then you know your house is a mess that happens a lot right people have old routers they figure they don't have to update their wi-fi and they leave their their streaming services on wi-fi uh safety tip for everybody if you can wire your smart televisions to your uh, internet connector uh, your internet router do it and do yourself a favor, if you've got modern internet and you've got a modern router, which you should have, check to make sure your cables can give you the maximum speed because so much of, I was at a friend's house over the, uh, in, in the fall rather, and uh, we were having a giant issue watching uh, Amazon Prime. And I couldn't believe it because, you know, shouldn't have been. and. It was like, wow, okay. I sent them a bunch of, you know, cat six cables. It's like, man, just your cables are all out of date and you're not, it's just, you can't move the the bits and bites you need to move through your, it was you didn't funny. have them in the trunk of your car. What, what are you slipping? Yeah. The pandemic has had an impact on you. Sir. It, it has. I had one. He needed many. And the one I had wasn't long enough. So yes, ge geeks are us. It's so funny too, by the way. And just in case you're wondering, my kids pilfer my kit oh my god if i come in with my backpack and hey dad do you have you know like a usb c to usb a it's like yeah but i need it back because it's the only one i have of course you never see it again oh you know it's like that kind of thing it's uh, yeah so i'm constantly replenishing but no i only had one of the like 10 he needed and he needed long ones but anyway back to our story I think it's amazing that baseball is streaming. I'm sorry that the internet got broken. It's really sad, but it's fun in a weird way because let's face it, it just means people are, even, even though Seth Everett is no longer calling baseball and is, is boycotting the length and evilness of the, of the flow, there are people out there. Listen, strikeouts on streaming services still look like strikeouts. I probably look better. They're probably higher <laughs> definition. They're probably, they could be even 4K. Yeah, yeah, then more, more Wi-Fis and more GBs. I mean, it could just watch be the guys sitting around in high def. <laughs> Great. It's, you know, yes, that's exactly right. Um, I always want the best picture quality possible. So, yeah. Hey, what have well, you but, watched? But here's, here's the other question. Yeah. You know, baseball is a sport. You know, take my personal feelings out of it. Baseball is a sport that skews older. Why are they going to Apple and to, to, to broadcast their sport? Is it because, uh, you know, the only way NBC would do a deal that wouldn't tick off ESPN would be to do it on Peacock? Like, I, I just wonder what the, the, the goal is, because the people who are uh, well-versed in streaming are not the people that need this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like 
Those so people know that, that stuff. They're yeah. watching that stuff already. You're telling 20 year olds like when the lockout happened. Yeah, I didn't see one person under 40 give a crap. So. I'm not sure. And I think this is a testable hypothesis, Seth, and I think we can ask and maybe we, we owe it to our listeners to ask. I think one of the most interesting things about this awful last 24 months where so many people lost their lives and and we had so many dramatic shifts in our our world. One of the big behavior shifts is that I'm not sure streaming is for in quotes, young people, unquote, anymore. I, I actually think that streaming is for everybody. It's become completely mainstream as a method of content distribution. Cutting the cord is rampant. We've talked about it many, many times people seem incredibly comfortable getting their content this way. And I'm not sure that while you're right, baseball does skew older. There's no question about that. I don't have a lot of evidence that says people who are older are particularly inept at watching Netflix or watching Prime or watching Apple TV+. Plus. I just, I haven't seen it. Is it true that it skews younger? Sure. Because technology generally skews a little younger. But Content. 58-year-old plumber in Astoria, Queens, who wants to watch his Metsies uh, on the, on the, a, after a hard day's work, does he have Apple TV Plus? If that's where the Mets are, then you bet. And I think that, you know, one of the things I, I've always marveled at, and my wife is really going to get mad at me now, and I probably will be taken out the garbage for the next three months just for saying this, <laughs> but, but it's a personal anecdote. It's 100% true. I'm not completely sure that my wife can reliably send an attachment to an email right now without asking me how to do it. But I will tell you that my wife can take pictures of our granddaughters, like a professional photographer, post them on Facebook and Instagram and every other social media tool that she uses and converse with her friends and her network with in, in ways that are stunningly technical, stunningly, she'll make collages and photo montages. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. You, you, there, because she doesn't need to attach documents to emails because that's not what she does, but she needs to be able to communicate in photographs on social media. And so she does. I think if your hypothetical plumber in Queens wants to see his Metsies, in quote, um, and when- You have to pro- do the accent. <laughs> where are my Mets going to be here? What are they going to do? Right. But I see, I think that that's not true anymore. I think it maybe it was true four years ago, but I think you go where the, you go where the things are you want. One of the beautiful things about this is that while some people are technophobic to be sure, this is not complicated, right? One of the things that was so interesting to me, remember the VCR? Uh-huh. Okay. So the video cassette recorder, I have one that connects to my PC. Some people still have them. Uh, It was replaced pretty handily by the DVR, the digital video recorder. The joke in the universe was that everybody's VCR was flashing 12 because they never set the clock. You'd go hit record by pressing record and play together. But very rarely did people program 
their VCRs because it was incredibly complicated. You and I both did. Of course we did, but that's not, that's not the night rider, just like I did, but that's not the story we're telling here. The story we're telling here is that when the DVR showed up, it had exactly the same capabilities, fast forward, rewind, tape a show or record a show in this case that was that was you want to people always say tape it even though it you're not took yeah because it's, it's it's like yeah i'm using kleenex i'm i gotta get a band-aid on my cut that's not right it's a sheer strip and it's a facial tissue but right. not the point so uh you're gonna record this you would go to the program guide and it took you instead of having to spend like five minutes figuring out how to get your first the clock set correctly and then do the programming it was you move your thumb a quarter inch to the right you press a button uh, you focus on the thing and you press go and it's done it's going to record the convenience level was so great same outcomes but greater convenience and that greater convenience opened up recording programs uh, to to a very wide audience streaming is child's play. And while there are technophobes, most people who want to avail themselves, it couldn't be any easier. You basically have a joystick on your remote, you find the thing you want, you go, I want that, and you get it. So it's not, I, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's restrictive like it was. I do for sure agree with you. There are some people like there, <laughs> I meet two kinds of people now. I don't know what this crypto stuff is, and I'm all in. Right. And I meet right. two kinds of people that are streaming. All right. Yeah, I still have cable. Okay. I get it. Those people aren't 55, Seth. They're 90. <laughs> it's no, no, no. I, I know that. But, I, <laughs> you know, and you don't want to stereotype everybody. Sure, no, I don't. That's the point. savvy 60 plus, you know. And, hey, and hey, I, hey. I'm, I, I might fit that description. I, I, I know you would. And, and, but, the, but, the <laughs> argument, but the argument is, is that these things are getting too difficult. Let me throw a wrinkle into this. Uh, the Masters this past weekend yeah. was on ESPN Plus and CBS. Mm -hmm. How yeah. many people know to go to both? And, you know, ESPN Plus was putting together these great streams where they were following one golfer or one hole. Right. So you could, you know, but for Tiger Woods, I mean, Tiger Woods, I mean, it's, it's amazing what Tiger Woods did, the fact that he even played. Yes. But you could watch on Thursday and Friday and even Saturday a Tiger Woods stream yes. on ESPN Plus. But you could also find Jim Nance and the CBS broadcast and CBS skews older and it's a different demographic. And but that's that's it. But you've just made your own argument. That's exactly right. So if you want to watch the Masters on broadcast television in one to many uh, in a one to many stream on good old fashioned channel two in New York, there it is for you. And if you've got if you are a little bit more savvy and you're listening up and your social network is telling you, hey, let's go. You'll Correct. go. But you couldn't do that with Mets Nationals last Friday. Yeah, well, they'll get there and maybe it'll make baseball a little bit more exciting. I One of the great things about having Apple and Peacock and... I love that they had an all-woman broadcast booth. I thought that was... That was Melanie Newman is a great play-by-play. -play that was spectacular, actually. But what I'm saying is that now that we've got really hardcore tech companies coming in and they're, they will, they're motivated to use the technology that they create. So I'm excited to see where they take the game coverage. I really am. And... I actually applaud this whole thing. I'm pretty sure football is going to go that way too. And well, we've, we've done a, a episodes about the NFL Sunday ticket and how sports bars in, in the, you know, in certain parts of the country don't have the bandwidth to put all the NFL games. If it's only streaming. And yeah, no, there's going to be all know, kinds of the, stuff. The, the that's talk is that direct TV right. is going to have a corporate rate 
and they're going to keep it for corporations only. And that if you spend instead of the $399, I think it was uh, to buy the Sunday ticket, you'd have to buy like $899, but sports bars will do it because Because they they need need the, the revenue. And so, you know, you, you see the way this is all going and until you can guarantee Wi-Fi for everybody. What my point is, is that baseball skews older and older people need to get with the times and figure out, is it on this channel? Is it on ABC? Is it on ESPN? Is it on the CBS? Is it Highly ages. Yes. So you have the all these different things. And that's part of the challenge at the end of a, a hard work day. The, the my 58 year old plumber. He goes in in a story of Queens and he's got to figure out Boy, what you gotta, channel his You got to think about plumbers. Here's, here's what. In 2006, I, my very first- I was just thinking of something where it's hard lately. My, my first book was called Television Disrupted, The Transition from Network to Networked TV. And it's a story about where we are right now. And the thesis of that book is, when will my media be empowered to find me? And we are here now. Sure, we have one-to-many broadcasting, but we have one-to-one broadcasting too, and or narrow casting. And there is a way for everyone to enjoy content that is unprecedented. Sure, there are people who are going to be excluded. Of course, there are people who are going to be confused. No one taught us how to use email. We just learned how to use it. No one taught us how to make PowerPoints. To this day, most people don't know how to use a PowerPoint or make a PowerPoint. They just torture you by reading the PowerPoint. But there are some people who are wizards at it. And so I believe in my heart of hearts, we're at a great place. The media is empowered to find us, whoever we are. Uh, Seth, your hypothetical 58-year-old plumber in Queens, I love this guy and I have every confidence in the world. Without hesitation, I will say there is media that, he wants to see that will find him and he will be able to enjoy a wider range of content today than ever before in history, be it. Uh, and it's going to get better. It's just going to get right. better. So that's, so in a that's my, weeks, that's me kicking back. It, it, all right. So we'll end the podcast this way in a couple of weeks when the Yankees play the Tigers at 1130 in the morning, the players, by the way, will love 1130 starts um, tongue firmly planted in cheek. I, I knew what uh, you meant. Um, when, when the Yankees play the Tigers and it's on Peacock only, I will direct all the angry tweets at Shelley Palmer. That's fine. Actually, I'd love <laughs> to get all those angry tweets. I'll share them with our friends at NBC who will very happily take them and then figure out, you know, what. look, the, the best part about this, Seth, from what you and I have been talking about, let us cross our fingers and, and cra- clasp our hands in prayer that there are enough people who are angry about it that we know there's an audience. Because right now, baseball's in a state where, as you say, Fair. I, I don't know how watchable it is, 11.30 in the morning or not, because it's not going to end till 3 in the afternoon. So you might as well tune in when you feel like it after lunch, and you're still going to be in the middle of the game. Oh. So for, from my perspective, it's like, I hope you're right. I hope there are thousands of people that are angry about it. At least we know there's a loyal audience that's not going anywhere. So come on, MLB. Let's see what happens. And good luck, NBC. We're excited to see it stream. That's Shelly. I'm Seth. We'll see you next week for another edition of Tech Stream.